Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And hey, I'm Elliot Kalin. That's right. All three of us back together again as we are every week. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's not special. Uh, there was a time in the history I, of the podcast I, I where it was that, special to. I find the time I spend with you very special. I'm sorry that you don't reciprocate that feeling. <laughs> Dan. Okay, well, Dan, I invited you to my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And here you are throwing. Honor. Here you are throwing the time we spend together in my face. Mm, I apologize. My beautiful uh, face, Dan. It's meaningful to all. Yeah, it is a beautiful face. Uh, uh, and well worth throwing better things in. Okay, mm, like, thank you. Only like good what, things. sardines? Or, Sardine, or, you know, like chicken depending nuggets. Depending on the price. Yep, chicken mm-hmm. nuggies. Yep. Depending mm-hmm. on shape and cost. Dinosaur shape. And, and whether or not they're Dorito dusted or whatever the fuck you can get your nuggies done. Uh-huh. However we, the fuck you uh, what, can get what's your nuggies done. What's this podcast about? Is this podcast so, about my face and nuggies? I on this podcast, to... we talk about different kinds of nuggies that can go in Stuart's face. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a podcast where uh, sort of the main episodes are where we watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. And then every other week, we sort of just get together and do random stuff that appeals to one of us in turn. We sort of mm-hmm. round-robin it often. It fits uh, in into case, the general sensibility of the show, even if not the content purview. Yeah, it tends to hew towards the sort of things that we might talk about in the Flophouse anyway. Um, but um, So in this episode, I'm in charge. And uh, here comes trouble. I'm gonna give you a short uh intro to to why I thought of this. So last night, late at the night, fo- the podcast or just this episode? What, yeah, <laughs> it was uh late at night. We'd come back from a Stewart's Bar Hinterlands where we were playing some games with our good friends John and Mary uh, mm-hmm. and some other folks and uh, who are not as good of friends they don't deserve to be named <laughs> were they funny games uh, no one got murdered so oh, I would say okay. so they weren't okay. as funny as they could be because <laughs> we all know that's <laughs> is, the is most that the funny hilarious part? games <laughs> that's it. Michael the Haneke murder. is just sitting there going Zeus is a laugh riot <laughs> oh my god there's yeah. so Get many of this. oh yummy yummy just wait and see what he does with that golf club <laughs> okay guys I've got to ish, ish having another gut buster for all of you it's mm-hmm. called funny games mm-hmm. so we were coming back from Hederland's uh, late at night uh, I put on I was watching some random stuff on YouTube. I'm like, dish up something for me, algorithm. And uh, I love that we were getting a portrait of a man who leads a rich, full life until you got to that part. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, well, I, I, I actually mentioned this on uh, Sister Max Fun Show, Maximum Film. I had not watched a lot of YouTube because I think we're of an age where that was not sort of, you know, we're a little too old for that to like have been introduced to us as like part of our growing up way of consuming media. Yes. And, Uh but I've discovered recently that the thing is, it is the world's greatest repository and museum of the media that I do care about, which is random shit that I remember from my childhood, (laughs) you know, that was on television or whatnot or forgotten movies or whatever you have. And, uh, so the algorithm dished me up something from actually before my time. It was Karen mm. Carpenter uh, doing a long, long drum solo on the Carpenter's uh, variety show. And we were talking about how weird television used to be. And I asked Audrey whether she had heard of Battle of the Network Stars, which is a thing that was 
before our time as this well. This is something I only know as a, as in through references. as a reference. Yeah. Yes. Where uh, they would get, you know, the stars from different TV shows who are on the networks at that time, have them compete in, you know, physical challenges, like sports challenges. Except athletic for the, contests. The, well, yeah. athletic contests, but I think also, I learned about it. I think I learned about it through Mad Magazine and their reoccurring bit, uh, Battle of the Black Jerk Stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, shame on you, Stuart. Mad Magazine was so much better than that. <laughs> Some of them, Got I mean- some of them are true. <laughs> that usual gang of idiots. <laughs> uh, some of them are true, you know, athletic competitions like races. And then some of them are um, like they have a dunk tank, which is clearly just an excuse for Barbara Bach to fall into water. And it's the 70s and people are like, ooh, the outline of nipples. And everyone's excited. And mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that's that was that was your uh, grandfather's pornography. Is what I'm saying. Anyway, I mean, my grandfather was already an old man by the, or at least, at least a middle-aged man <laughs> but by the time he, the he really liked Barbara Bach. Is oh, what I'm trying to say. My my grandfather went over to his buddy's house where uh, they all put on tuxedos, and my buddy's niece read them a really sexy story, and they all got boners. <laughs> is this Handmaiden? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just, it's the, just the movie Handmaiden. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Dan, so. Uh, I, I wanted to mention that uh, the outline of nipples is also one of uh, one of the Poirot novels, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the mysterious outline of nipples <laughs> at Styles. That's what she um, was reading to those horny dudes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we watched a little of it before Audrey very quickly was like, "Yeah, I get the idea." <laughs> and um, <laughs> this is all sort of mostly just a bit of color to explain a largely unrelated concept. Battle of the Streaming Networks. (laughs) I'm going to, I've come up with uh, four short games uh, centered around. Physical challenges, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Centered around the networks of today, the streaming channels. uh, And -hmm. you guys are going to not so much compete because I don't think (laughs) we really care about who uh, gets points and wins on these things. This will be an at midnight style game where the game is just a loose framework for whatever nonsense. And so the first uh, of the Battle of the Streaming Networks events is something I call Classic, Classic, or Vlasic. I was hoping Vlasic would be the third word. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to read a list of three names, and you tell me which of these can be found on HBO's Turner Classic Movies Hub, which is a movie that Tubi has put in its modern classic category. <laughs> okay. And which of these is a type of Vlasic pickle? Okay. okay. So the first I hope matchup. You, I hope you don't say like broken arrow because that could be any of those. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's when the, those are the pickles that, that didn't make it through the factory process intact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these are the three titles. We have Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. We have Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. And we have bread and butter spears. <laughs> okay. All classics in their own way, but at, which is the at, at Turner the classic, of, which is the Tubi classic. At, at the risk of falling pickle. for a trap, Stuart, maybe give, I'll, I'll, let's take a shot at this. That I think yeah. Bread and butter is the Vlasic pickle. Yeah. You, are, you are correct. I would okay, say good. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is probably Turner Classic Movies. I know they run it a fair amount on their uh-huh. actual network. And that Thunderbolt and Lightfoot is probably Tubi Modern Classic. I, but I could see it going either way for those two. Well, you're off to a raring start. You were correct. Three for three on that. So I mean, the Chitty team... Chitty Bang Bang is too old to be considered modern at this point. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. 
The team of Wellington and Kalen in this non-competitive oh, man. <laughs> game is the, one for one. The right future now. is cooperative games. People love cooperative yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't like the pressure of head-to-head competition anymore. I feel like yeah. I get enough of that out of life. Yeah, mm-hmm. tell me about it. I mean, you Oof. shouldn't regard life what as a, a competition. That's a difficult. That's a, probably a problematic way of going. Through I regard life, life but- as a competition and all my relationships uh, as like a balance sheet. It's all oh, what I can, what they can do for me. Stuart, this is <laughs> a terrible way of going about anything. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Okay. You're talking to somebody who can bench press 225 pounds. So that's, that's true. It's obviously, he's doing something right. It's all numbers right. game. Well, I think if you believe that <laughs> life is a competition, then that's the kind of thing that you do. Dan, when you get up to heaven and St. Peter is like, let me look at how many points you accrued in the game of uh-huh. life. Oh, yeah, not like, very many. Uh, you were busy helping people instead of being on that grind and working for you. you know? Helping uh-huh. people. Well, that's charitable. Is watching whatever trash Tubi serves up to me helping <laughs> People, <laughs> yeah, yeah. speaking of Tubi, let's get back to the game. Oh, sure, sure, okay. yeah. We've got three titles here. All right. The first is Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest. Okay. Mm-hmm. The second title is Kosher Gherkins. <laughs> and the third, <laughs> The Four Troublesome Heads. The Four Troublesome Heads. Uh, all classics in their oh, own way. Stuart, you want to take this one? Uh... <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to take it then? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, what's the the gherkins? That's mm-hmm. uh, that's Vlasic. Okay, let's <laughs> that's, get that that's one a Vlasic. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, that's a Vlasic. Uh, unless, unless, this, rest, unless the kosher gherkin ri- is some kind of Jewish spy. <laughs> I I'm gonna say Ferngully, the last rainforest, is a to be modern classic, and Four Troublesome Heads is. Is TCM? Yeah, I'll you got it right. You got it right. The Four Troublesome Heads. People may not recognize it. Uh, it's one of Melier's movies. They have a lot of yeah. Melier short films on the TCM hub. Yeah, it was uh, that work he did for uh, for Full Moon Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So another 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 uh, matchup. We've got I Married a Witch. Mm-hmm. We have Original Dill Holes. <laughs> And <laughs> that's a that's lastly, a Pornhub title, isn't it? <laughs> and lastly, Cockfighter. Okay, so I'll take this one. So that's yep. the, the Dill one is classic. Yep. Cockfighter would be a modern classic. I didn't know that was on Tubi. I'd actually like to see it. It is that. on Tubi. And yeah. uh and I Married a Witch is from the 40s. So that's Turner Classic it's Movies. It's on Turner Classic Movies. I will say uh, uh, holes is spelled with a, a, a W. That's a that's indicating oh, a well, hole pickle rather I than see. Well, that's a spear. Not what I was hoping for. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried to watch I Married a Witch on my flight down to uh, Key West. I had downloaded it to my phone. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot of jokes in that comedy. No, it's more. It's more. It's it's a more of a kind of a delightful movie than a funny movie. Like it's got a very mm-hmm. like it's a it's got a certain charm to it. But I agree, it's not a hilarious comedy. You know. Yeah, I was looking mm-hmm. forward to like you know a good good old fashioned Hollywood comedy and it let me down a little. There is but, well, it's the same way that like uh, a lot of things that got that get categorized as comedy now are not hilarious. It's just that yes. they're kind of like like pleasant. like what tar they end happily. Yeah, or yeah, like Tar, exactly, which ends happily her achieving everyone's dream of conducting the score of a video game for an audience of cosplayers. That that movie's fucking funny, though. It is funny. Now we've got another matchup. First up, we have Zesty Dill Stackers. Then, Mannequin. And lastly, <laughs> Short Circuit. Now, I'm this just one's amazed a that we've still done so many of these. <laughs> this is a toughie. <laughs> it is a toughie. 
Zesty Dylan's back is mannequin and short circuit. You want to give it a go, Stu? Or do you want me to do you want to take this one? Okay. So I think short circuit is a Vlasic. (laughs) 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 All right. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Mannequin (laughs) is a 2B modern classic. And Uh what was my third option? Uh, uh, Short circuit. Nope, I already said that was a Vlasic. Uh, <laughs> uh, zesty dill stackers, sorry. Yep, <laughs> that sounds like a TCM for me. You know wow. what, I, Stu, Stu <laughs> I, in the interest of keeping Team Unity together, I'm going to back you up on this one, despite Thank you. possible reservations I may have. I think those were all three wrong. I, I think that it was three for three wrong. Yeah, uh, zesty In a stackers. way, that's harder than yeah, getting he, them all right. He shot the yeah. moon. We get extra uh, points. Of course, the Vlasic is the Dill Stackers. Of course, he uh, says. Like, that's obvious. <laughs> Ma- Mannequin was on Turner Classic Movies. Oddly, oh, I would okay. argue the worst of these <laughs> these options. <laughs> Turner Classic Movies doesn't always show good movies. That's one of the things yeah. I kind of like about it. Short Circuit to be. Um... Okay, and now last in this classic, classic, or Vlasic category, we've got She's Having a Baby, Hercules in New York, and Extreme Heat Chips. That's, of course, (laughs) extreme with no E, just an X, the big X. That could be a modern classic, but I'm going to guess it's a Vlasic. Yeah, Uh, Mm -hmm. that's a Vlasic. She's Having a Baby and Hercules in New York? Mm -hmm. That's tough. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to, Stuart, let me know if you agree. I'm going to say she's having a baby to be modern classic, Hercules in New York, Turner Classic Movies classic. Yeah, I think I'll back you. I'm sorry, it was the reverse. Hercules is on Tubi and she's having a baby on Turner Classic Movies. I think that overall, though, you still got more than you missed. So let's count that. And that's uh, considering Stu throwing the match to a certain extent. Exactly. The, okay. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you just got to make life a little bit more challenging for yourself. Like, it's mm-hmm. like how sometimes I add additional weight to the bar <laughs> that I'm lifting to just challenge my body. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, ne- next up, we got something I'm calling Turner Classic Hoovies. We're going to stay. Okay, in the this Turner is about the Hoover vacuum cleaners in your favorite movies. I would say that the, the Who actually is a bit of a, a stretch in terms of a title, it's more of a what. <laughs> Uh, so I, I love picked, how much how much of this episode is you, you're like here's a story about Battle of the Network Stars. Anyway, it's not that important. I'm just using the name. Here's <laughs> here's this game. By the way, the name doesn't really tell you much about the game. You know, sometimes the journey is the sa- is is more rewarding yeah. than no. The, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Course, it's like yeah. Lord of the Rings, baby. Uh, <laughs> so I've picked some of the most intriguing sounding titles from the TCM app. We're moving into the actual TCM app, not the hub on on Max. Okay. Uh, okay. So the app is more centered yep. on older films. Yes, and those and those movies change. It's not always the same movies. They're yeah. they're on for limited amounts of time. And Elliot has to tell us whether he's seen these movies or not. If he uh-huh. has seen them, Stuart has to guess what the movie is about, and Ellie okay. gets to tell us how close Stuart got. Oh, okay. Um, if you haven't, I'll just tell you what the movie is. But Okay, so first up, we have a movie. It's called Madam Satan. Have you seen this movie, Ellie? I've heard of Madam Satan, but I've not seen it. No. Okay. Do you know what it's about? No, I don't. Okay. All right, Stuart, do you want to guess anyway? Yeah, sure. So... <clears throat> I'm going to guess that it is about a uh, brothel proprietress who opens up a portal to hell and Satan shows <laughs> wow. up, and then they get married. That sounds great. I would totally watch that movie. This is a musical. 
A socialite could, be, could still be that plot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> a socialite crossed. <laughs> a socialite masquerades as a notorious femme fatale to win back her straying husband, directed by Cecil B. DeMille. Mm. So I'm curious about Madam Satan. Okay. That sounds so it's, interesting. It's the, it's the same plot as the song uh, "Your Good Girl's Gonna Go Bad." Mm-hmm. I suppose so. I don't know, but I will take your word for it. The okay. next movie <laughs> title is Man Proof. You, Elliot, have you seen Man Hyphen Proof? I also haven't seen Man Proof. Elliot, would you like to make a guess about what Man Proof is My about? My guess is that a guy falls into a big open vat at a distillery and his soul goes into the whiskey. And now he can control the bodies of the people who drink it, but two for hilarious misadventures. It's like an episodic mm. anthology movie. Uh, no, I'm afraid this is a movie, uh, the, the synopsis given is, a woman refuses to give up on the man she loves even after he marries someone else. And mm. stars Myrna Loy, one of your favorites. Yeah, she's one of my favorites. She, she, this, what year is it from, does it say? Uh, th- I did these in vague chronological order other than the next one, which I think is the latest one. <laughs> so it's, it, it's, an, it's an early one, that's okay, all I because it sounds like more her, she was, you know, because she was more of a, more, she was more of a bad girl for the early. It, she got a lot of those roles early on before she became America's favorite wife, Holly, the Hollywood queen of Hollywood, Hollywood's favorite wife. Uh, later on, okay, so but she's one of my favorites. She's great. She's there's a statue of her on the grounds of her old high school, and it was not like put up in her honor because she was famous. It was just they were making a statue, and she posed for it. And when <laughs> she was a teenager, and she's wow. like, I don't. It's it's what, and it's a fairly. I don't know if I would say like sexualized, but like it's one of these kind of neoclassical type statues where it's a woman, you know, she represents the spirit of something and she's in kind of like a diaphanous gown, I think. Mm. And I just think it's very weird that like your classmates are walking around and there's a statue of you like (laughs) looking sexy, basically, on the grounds of the school. Yeah. It's a strange, it's a strange thing to have happen. Um, well, you know, didn't happen in my high school. This is the rich history. They were missing out, Stu. They're lost. Yeah. Yeah. This is, these are the sort of, Tales we get when I introduce classic Hollywood into the mm-hmm. flop house. Uh, although I'm surprised that Elliot hasn't seen any of these movies yet. Of the, There's a just, lot of movies. Dude. You mentioned two. two movies. There's thousands yeah. of movies out there. This one is uh, <laughs> this one is later. Uh, this is I think the chronologically latest movie uh, I'm going to mention. This is called The Yellow Rolls Royce. Oh yeah, I know Have the you Yellow seen Rolls Royce. Yeah. Uh, Stuart, would you I, like to guess and see whether I got it? So. So a uh, a little kid is scared when an alien lands in his backyard and that <laughs> alien transforms into a car so it can pass undetected by human society so they can make contact so they can uh, they can uh, you know f- I don't know uh, get some uh, some energon cubes to send back to uh, hmm. uh, the home planet of the transmorphers so <laughs> that and the only thing it can transform into is a, what a yellow Cadillac <laughs> yep, it's a yellow so, yeah. Cadillac. Even though it's that's, called the yellow Rolls Royce, it's you know that's, that's how they throw you off. Yeah, it's a trick. That's the thing. It's the whole movie's yeah. a trick. Yeah, exactly, exactly. How close so, did uh, he get? That's the Elliot. question. How close did I get? Is the whole movie a trick? <laughs> I mean, in a, in a way, the whole movie is a trick because it's not. It's a. I mentioned anthology movies before. This is an anthology movie. It's three different stories that all are different owners of the same yellow Rolls Royce, and this is something that like. In the 60s, this is a movie from the 60s. In the 60s, uh, there was a fair number of those. I th- it was a, a way of like relatively cheaply making some of these movies because you didn't mm-hmm. need the cast as long. 
because you do have them ah. in separate stories. And it's something I think that came over from Europe, I want to believe, in Europe, and especially in Italy, there was like a fair number of anthology movies. And in the Czech New Wave, there were some anthology, there's at least one a very important anthology movie. Uh, so this is one, yeah, it's like the, this yellow Rolls Royce passes through the different hands and each one is a different kind of story. And they're all pretty boring. And is it is the idea that that they're like do they try and disguise the fact that it's like multiple stories around this one thing like no 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 not at all okay. it's it's very open it's like here's one story now we're on to the next story now it's not like um a Gary Marshall type movie where it's essentially a bunch of different stories that are just kind of slammed into one holiday you know it's it's mm-hmm. they're very much like chapter one these people chapter two these people and chapter three these people hope you enjoyed mm. our film. The yellow Rolls Royce. Goodbye. I mean, that's not how they say it, but I just watched. Uh, I just watched Runaway Bride for the first time last night, which is a Gary Marshall movie, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just filled with people acting like fucking maniacs. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do. I know they're trying to recapture the excitement of uh, Pretty Woman. You got Richard Gere. You got Julia Roberts. You got Hector Elizondo. Yeah, uh, and Gary like, Marshall's Lucky Charm. But uh, man, this it was kind of a kind of a whiff, even though it does have a young Chris Maloney and Joan Cusack, who gets to kind of be the oh, pretty Joan best Cusack. friend. She's so great, even though really Adam's Family Values is the only movie where Hollywood's like, oh wait a minute, Joan Cusack can be the hottest woman ever to live. Let's put her in this movie. <laughs> uh, I had, so, I had she's so I was, funny when I was young. I had such a crush on Christina Ricci as Wednesday because I was the same age as her. And then in Adam's mm-hmm. Family Values, I was like, I am transferring to Joan Cusack. <laughs> <laughs> Is, she is sexier and more evil than you. So, way meaner. <laughs> way meaner. She's so openly mean to everybody. Uh, speaking of mean, we get we get we got a mean uh, bunch in this next title. It sounds like Ooh, it's called okay. the Mean Bunch. It's this title is called Rough Riders Roundup. Are you familiar oh, with fuck. Rough Riders Roundup? No, I'm not. That could be two different things. Uh. Ellie, I mean, there could be three different shot? things. If if, again, wanna... if if Pornhub is in the mix, that could be three different things. But in all <laughs> Ellie, movies, it could you, be two different things. Why don't you uh, give a shot of guessing what Rough Riders Roundup might be? I mean, I'm guessing it's probably a Western, but it could also mm. be a historical mm-hmm. film because Teddy Roosevelt's men were called the Rough Riders in the Spanish Civil War. Uh, Spanish Civil War. In the, the uh, Spanish-American War. But uh, Teddy Roosevelt didn't fight in the Spanish Civil War. He was dead by then. But uh, the— but I'm guessing it's probably a Western. Anything with it, Roundup in the title is usually a Western. It is a Western. True. I'm not necessarily that surprised you haven't watched this because this is a Roy Rogers Western. You don't you oh. don't strike me as a the no. cowboy fast food series. Proprietor. Yeah, well, I mean, I grew up loving his fast food restaurant. There was Roy Rogers in my town, went there mm-hmm. regularly before I discovered Popeye's, which has better chicken than Roy Rogers. But yeah, I'm, I'm not a— Because you lived at the Edison, New Jersey rest stop. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I was like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio on Growing Pains. I lived in a broom closet. Nobody knew I was there. <laughs> but I, the, I, I, as much as I love westerns, as pro, as problematic a genre as they are, and I'm fully aware of that, the yeah. singing cowboy westerns, the Roy Rogers yes. and the Gene Autrys, and the kind of lighter series westerns I never got into. Yeah. Well, speaking of series, light light series, here's a title for you. Okay. The, ba- the Bowery Boys Meet the Monsters. Have you seen that one? The Bowery <sighs> Boys Meet no, that's not one of the Bowery Boys ones that I've seen. I've seen, uh, I mean, it sounds like Bell Lugosi meets a Brooklyn Gorilla, which is kind of like a, it's a knockoff Martin and Lewis movie that Bell Lugosi's in, but I haven't seen the Bowery Boys meet the monster. Yeah, the Bowery Boys, they're just, they they live on the Bowery. That's their thing. <laughs> well, their yeah. thing. here's the thing about the Bowery Boys. They 
they're they're an outgrowth of the Dead End kids. Now, uh-huh. Dead End, if you've never seen it, is a great movie about the ideas that a uh, a high rise, a luxury high rise, has been built next to a bunch of slums, and the people are interacting. And there's a couple different stories. That one where it's not an anthology film, but there are different storylines of different characters, and that's based on a play. And it and a bunch of the kid characters in it, they were like, "Hey, we love these kid characters." We're going to spin them off and put them in more movies. And uh-huh. I'm trying to remember if they're the same kids who are in like Angels with Dirty Faces, the James Cagney movie, where he's a gangster who become who he and his old friend who's a priest are kind of like competing to see who can be the influence on this gang of street tough kids. But it was is like- Is that the movie from Home Alone? That The one from Home Alone is called Angels with Dirty Souls. And the title is very oh, much okay. a takeoff. And that it's also a fake gangster movie, but the real one is Angels with Dirty Faces. And Angels with Dirty Faces is a great movie too. I mean, it looks like a real movie. Kevin McAllister is always watching it. He is always watching it. There, somewhere online, there's an oral history mm-hmm. of the <laughs> shooting of the Angels with Dirty Souls <laughs> segment that's in, because they it was at a time it's probably when, on Dan's beloved YouTube. Yeah, there's, there was a, that movie, Home Alone is old enough now that like, that was at a time when you could still get some of the like older kind of like style. Like the, I think they used some of the old yeah. equipment when they were shooting that. Like, so it really does, yeah. they do a great job of replicating that look. But anyway, the, those, I think it was the Dead Ed kids, some of them like Leo Gorsi and like Hunts Hall, like they essentially had their own series where they became the Bowery Boys, Boys Who Lived on the Bowery. And now we know the Bowery these days as a very trendy, very expensive neighborhood in Manhattan where there's a lot of like boutique hotels. Mm-hmm. But the Bowery for- most of the 20th century was one of the shittiest shitholes in New York. It's like, and if you ever see the movie On the Bowery, it's just about being a guy who has no home and is uh, has an alcohol problem and drifts onto the Bowery and is, lives on a, the mission there, which is still there. But like the Bowery was shorthand for poor people with problems. You know, it's, it's a place you don't want to be. So the Bowery boys were like a wisecracking, like lighthearted group of kids who lived in poverty. And eventually they were doing all sorts of stuff like meeting monsters. And so is Bela Lugosi yeah. the monster in this or is that a different Because uh, I, I, I think the Bowery remember... boys do meet him, at, do meet Dracula at some point. But I yeah, I don't think that. he's in this. But here's the funny thing about the Bowery boys meet the monsters. Now the title is, it suggests that they meet monsters in it. And I haven't seen it. So perhaps they do mm-hmm. meet monsters. I mean, but... if they meet people... People are the craziest monster, you know? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the description- is the most dangerous monster, yeah. <laughs> Bowery Boys Meet the Monsters. The description on the Turner Class Movies app is the Bowery Boys battle a family of mad scientists. Mm-hmm. And the picture is one of the Bowery Boys, like maybe dancing or struggling, I don't know which, with, with a big robot. So there's oh, a very okay. loose uh, definition of what constitutes monster in this- uh, if they're counting yeah. mad scientists and robots also as monsters. I mean, they, they have monstrous motives, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're monsters, <laughs> and certainly in the way that a human can be described as a monster, uh-huh, maybe that, sure. but... Uh, oh, so this is also, this is the... Bauer, so I'm looking up some information now because I'm curious about it. This is the one, this movie is from 1954. So this is like the, this is when the Bowery Boys were not even boys anymore. They were grown mm. men who were still yeah. called the Bowery Boys were having adventures and stuff like that. And I'm trying to remember... I don't think it's this one, but there's an old episode of uh, David Letterman's uh, NBC show where at the very end, they brought out a guy who had memorized every line of dialogue in, it might have been this one, but it was some Bowery Boys movie that involved a, a <laughs> wow. monster of some kind. And or something, and he just, and he goes, and now as we go out this, and he, and he just, but he doesn't describe the movie at all. He just stands there and recites the lines. It's like, hey, you, heard, you guys heard about this new place? They're feeding boys for free. Yeah, let's go show up. 
boy, this is some great spread. This is fantastic. I'm glad you boys are enjoying it. Like it's, and then, (laughs) and then the episode fades out. That's the end of the episode. And somebody, please, uh, listener, send me a link to it because I'd love to watch it again. (laughs) Wow. Uh, I mean, early. If only I dedicated my life to that. <laughs> to memorizing um, all the dialogue in a movie nobody nobody else has seen or thought about. Yeah. So we've got one more in this uh, event before uh, we take our <laughs> take our ad break, and that is uh, this title. Elliot, have you seen? Do you know a girl, a guy, and a gob? A gob. A gob. G O B. No, but is that like a Joey Brown movie or something like that? Like. Uh, if it is, he is, uh, past the first two build. Okay. Then it would have been, because he was, it sounds like one of those movies where it's just like a comedian who's under contract and they're making a ton of movies. We've spent a lot of time on this one, so I'm just going to tell you what it is. It's a stuffy boss tries to steal his secretary. Always a stuffy boss. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tries to steal his secretary from her sailor boyfriend, starring George Murphy as Claudius J, quote, coffee cup, cup. And Lucille Ball as Dot Duncan. So there you go. Okay. Sounds, sounds pretty good. So his, <laughs> that his, intrigues his, you. His last name is Cup and his middle na- his nickname is Coffee Cup? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, if you can imagine such a thing, Elliot. It's, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> but now we need to take a break from Battle of the Streaming Networks for this word from HelloFresh. Why not skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. No matter your lifestyle or meal preferences, HelloFresh has the recipe sure to please everyone at your table. From fit and wholesome to veggie or family-friendly, you'll always find something even the pickiest eaters will enjoy. You can customize select meals by swapping proteins or sides, or even adding protein to a veggie dish. Imagine that. Switching it around. It's not a vegetarian dish anymore. You put a protein in there, mister or missus or neither. And now you can even upgrade for organic chicken or organic ground beef. Well, how does HelloFresh save you time? Look, I, I, I like cooking. A lot of people who are like big meal kit fans do it because they don't care for it. I like cooking, but the meal kits from HelloFresh are really great because honestly – Sometimes I just don't have the stuff in my house that I need to make mm. a full good meal. And it's nice to know that like this comes all packaged together. You got it. It's very fresh ingredients. I have had uh, in general the low calorie options and they've all been delicious despite being low calorie, which is uh, the constant struggle. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Flop65 and use code Flop65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Flop65 and code 65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Okay, and now I thought it was a tie-in with with Flop65 was a tie-in with uh, the movie 65 that takes place 65 million years ago. Is that what it's called? 65? Yeah, that movie with Adam Driver where he shoots dinos. Oh, the new one this? that's coming out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know that it was called no, 65. No, not the old one where he shoots. Yeah, it's called 65. <laughs> I'm checking I'm checking your work on this. Oh, there it is, 65. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what a terrible name for a movie. <laughs> you know that you know that someone in marketing, someone at someone was like, 
we'll call it 65, we'll play off the Beatles song, and it took them until the posters were printed and the movie was finished for them to be like, well, that song's called When I'm 64, not When I'm 65. And they were yeah. like, oh, no, oh, no. Uh-huh. I mean, the thing is, like, just call it Adam Scott Shoots Dinos. The trailer, Adam, Adam Driver. Gives it a- if it was Adam Sorry. Scott, that would also be interesting. Adam Driver. Yeah. I, why not team up Adam Driver and Adam Scott and, the two and Adams, have them shoot they, we'll dinos and call it Adam's shoot everything. Mm-hmm. Parentheses, mostly dinos. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and in that movie, Adam Driver plays John Adams and Adam Scott <laughs> plays John Quincy Adams. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a father-son bonding hunting trip through time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where they, you uh, know, when the presidents discover uh, the planet Earth and dinos. Two jobs. I just fucking crushed it. Two like, Adams. Movie, yeah, the movie's going to come out. People are going to be 65 million years <laughs> ago, uh, dinosaurs. I, the movie will never live up to my hopes now. Okay. And I had such high hopes for it. <clears throat> yeah. That's so, me being catty. Movie that you kind of learned about just now. <laughs> I mean, it's a movie that I learned about the other day when I went to the movie theater and I saw the poster for it and I yeah. otherwise oh, didn't know it was cool. existed. Yeah. Uh, because you went to, what, a retrospective old-timey black and white shit? Oh, I wish. It was a rainy day. We went to the movie. In London Town. The, the, only kids movie, the only kids movie that was appropriate to both my kids was Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, which mm-hmm. is okay. a very sweet, cute little movie. It's kind of uh, – both both kids found it a little boring at times, but I enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, the, they really wanted to see mm. the new Puss in Boots movie, but I think that it might be a little too uh, mature for my youngest. That's something that uh, cool Uncle Stuart would have taken them to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't tell your parents I'm taking you to the Puss in Boots movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you have trouble falling asleep, try sleeping with celebrities. Tell me about your view of, of succulents. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan. It's a different kind of sleep podcast. There are some real benefits to parking illegally. Featuring remarkable guests and unremarkable topics. There's two Orlando airports. From the creator of Depression Mode with John Moe, it's Sleeping with Celebrities. Every week on Maximum Fun. Nighty night, sleepyheads. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And they hardly ever say bazinga anymore. So after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy brothers every week for my brother, my brother, and me? Hey, uh, let's get back to the game. <laughs> sure, sure. Oh, okay, very charming, fine. but uh, I just, uh, look, I put some work into this this morning. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Morning. Somebody's going to be telling anecdotes about watching stuff. Yeah, well, it's notice I didn't say a lot. <laughs> notice, Elliot, I didn't say a lot of work. I just That's said fair. I put some work into it. <laughs> um, you totally okay. missed Stu's epic roast of you just now Dan but that's okay <laughs> that's fine I'll hear it when I listen to the episode this 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 event's called Batman bullshit 
uh, and it goes like this. <laughs> and what is that clever title based off of? <laughs> well, there's a lot of Batman bullshit out there, and thanks to HBO's uh, HBO Max's DC Hub, you have access to all of it. So I'm gonna read For three bat. <laughs> I'm now. gonna read three Batman animated film titles to you, and you guys have to guess which is the real one. Two of these are fake. <laughs> One is real. I, I have a question. When you say what? real one, do you mean R E E L or R E A L? <laughs> I mean, good question. Both. Very both good question. Okay, both. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here are three titles. Only one is real. Batman: Mystery Dude. of the Batwoman. Batman: Crime Crusher. Or Batman: <laughs> From the Mixed Up Files of Mrs. Batman E. Frankenbattler. <laughs> I think we can. Safely exclude that last one, partly because okay. I don't want to have to say it again, but also because it's clearly a joke. <laughs> I mean, Stu, I saw your face light up when he said "crime crusher." That's kind of the one I want. I love that name. I want to think yeah. so too. Yeah. So I think so wait, let's just go only for one it. of wait. these is real. Only one yes. is real. Yeah. R e e l. Yeah. And um, yeah, returning to Stewart's commonly asked questions on this podcast: What is real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this real? Uh, yeah. So. I'm going to say Mystery of the Batwoman. Yes. Crime Crusher, of course, too beautiful for this world. That was also. Yeah. It was one of those things where it's like, I don't don't think it's real, but I love it so much that I want it to be real. Okay. So here are a few more titles of some Batman bullshit out there. This one is uh, Batman bullshit in that Robin is uh, a primary character. We have. I'll buy it. Yeah. Part of the Bat family. Doesn't (laughs) exist on his own unless Batman invents him. So, yeah. Here we go. We got Teen Titans, The Judas Contract. Real. Teen Titans, The Scorpio Sanction. Mm, I don't know. Teen (laughs) Titans, The Acne Attackne. Okay, so the real one is Teen Titans, The Judas Contract, because that's a real story from the comics, and I don't think Dan knows a damn thing about the Teen Titans comics. I'm, so the I'm idea really that by some, a- some million, some infinite monkeys at infinite typewriters' trick of uh, chance, Dan, from probability, Dan somehow stumbled on a real Teen Titans thing. I'm going to say that's the real one. I, I really, I'm really glad there wasn't one that was like Teen Titans, The Nemesis Protocol, because I'm like, that sounds like every movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the Judas contract sounded like that same sort of bullshit to me, which is why it jumped out at me. But Elliot, you know, unfortunately, Elliot's uh, comic knowledge, real knowledge. Uh, yeah, real I've, knowledge. I've read R-E-E-L. that story. One of the defining Foiled Teen Titans me. stories, the story of their betrayal. By who? I don't know. I'm not going to tell you. Oh, no. Mm. Okay. Uh, who, who, are, who are the Teen Titans? Who's in that group? I mean, it changes, but the, the your classic lineup is the idea originally was that it was the sidekick characters. So it was like Robin, Wonder Girl, uh, the Kid Flash, uh, Aqualad, you know that kind of stuff. But then over time, then there was uh-huh. the new Teen Titans, and they brought in like Starfire, Cyborg, Raven, Changeling, uh-huh. also known as Beast Boy. So what about uh, uh, isn't like Lobo's daughter in that group? <laughs> that's the newest Teen Titans. Yes, oh, where it's okay. like where Lobo's daughter is a member, and also. I think Quiver, who's a Green Arrow character, is in there, and Robin. And it's the Robin that that is part of that is not the original Robin, but is I think the Damian Wayne Robin, Bruce Wayne's son, with Talia, the daughter of Ray Al Ghul. So uh, there's some I I wrote this is a good. You know what? If anyone's more interested in these in these newer Teen Titans characters, pick up Are You Afraid of the Dark Side? Number one, a comic that I wrote the framing pages for for DC last year, where each of the each of the Titans is telling a scary story about something. 
I looked up who great. the uh, Judas was in the Judas thing, and it it's had not a no impact. You've ever heard of. On, yeah, it had no impact on me because I don't know who that is. Yeah. Um. Okay. His name's Booster Gold. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's a another trio of names. We've got daughter of Batman, son of Batman, Batman's personal injury lawyer Larry. <laughs> I mean, it could be the last one, seeing as there's a TV show called Pennyworth: The Origin of Batman's Butler. <laughs> exactly. That mm-hmm. uh, Stuart, do you want to take a do you want to take a crack at this one? Uh, yeah, I'll do Son of Batman. Yes, it is Son of Batman. And since, as I mentioned previously, Batman has a son. <laughs> yeah. Huh? <sighs> Batman gets around. Okay, we got. Huh? Another I mean, he has one son. I, I mean, you only have to get around it's once more than me. to do that. <laughs> That's true. We got the same got... amount as Lobo, apparently. <laughs> That Lobo knows now, of. Is Lobo married or is his daughter a bastard? <laughs> I don't know that I want to use the same terminology that Lobo might use. Uh, no, I believe okay. I believe this is Lobo's illegitimate daughter. He, I, I think he denies parentage. He denies paternity because okay. Lobo is a jerk. We uh-huh. have, but, but she's born with like <laughs> chains and hooks and shit. Right? <laughs> I mean, she uses them. I don't know if she was born with them. Yeah. Okay. I think he's just mad because if she's around, then he's no longer the last Zarnian. You know? Yeah, he's no longer the main man. Yeah, he was never the main man. He just calls himself that. I mean, Lobo was essentially what? like, what if Wolverine was a huge asshole? <laughs> I know. He's awesome. <laughs> okay. okay. Dan? Now, uh, the next talk trio of titles is, you ready for this? Here it comes. Yeah. Berserker Batman. Batman Ninja. A Batman, a Bat Plan, a Bat Canal, Bat Panama. Not Panabat. Okay, interesting. <laughs> uh, so. I think Bat Ninja is the real one. That would be my guess too. Unless Berserker Batman is some kind of Elseworlds type story where it's like, oh, a Viking wears a bat skin, you know, a cape made out of bat skin and becomes a bat <laughs> uh-huh. character in, in fights. Uh-huh. So I'm going to say probably- that's a, lot of, that's a lot of bats to make a cape yeah. made out of bat skin. Yeah, they're very small. And you're not using the wings either. Or are you? Are you just using the wings? I'm sure you fur? would. Because if you're using the wings and oh, the fur, it's yeah. pretty patchy. I think you would have to use the wings because if it's just the fur, like, oh, that's so many pelts you would need for a whole, like, robe or what did you say? Like a yeah, cloak? Like a like cape, a cloak. Like a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cloak, yeah. Well, you want the wings because they got all those sick veins in them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all those little fingers. Uh, well, it, just like Bill Finger, co-creator of Batman. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Batman Ninja. You got it. Okay. <laughs> oh, great. Good. Last one in this category. Dan is so, got, is so dreading that he came up with this category. He didn't realize how much talking there was going to be between each question. Yeah, this one, like this was supposed to be the fast one in this <laughs> second half of the show. Like I'm like, oh, I'll have one that's just silly and then I'll have one well, that's Well, you shouldn't have more. brought up Lobo then. <laughs> <laughs> so final grouping, we got Superman, Batman, Public Enemies, Superman v. Batman, Fight to the Finish, or Superman just punches Batman into outer space. <laughs> <laughs> well, that last one probably isn't it. Although it <laughs> technically is correct, I it guess. Seems like the one that should happen, but uh, probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, so it's Batman, Superman, Public Enemies, or Batman v Superman? Fight, Fight to, the, to finish. the finish. Fight to yeah. the finish. I'm going to go with Public Enemies. I, I think it, I'm going to go with Fight to the Finish, and maybe we'll get a half point. Depending on uh, it's public enemies. I assume oh. that that means. I assume oh. that that means that they are enemies, like, in enemies of the state. 
Uh, yeah. But I think it would be funnier to imagine that <laughs> they're like very specifically public enemies, uh-huh. not private in, enemies. In private, they're friends. It's like yeah. it's it's you know they're keeping kayfabe. They're enemies in in public, and then in yeah. private, they're like best buds. Okay, so let's move on quickly oh, to okay. the final, uh, the final uh, category, which I am realizing I didn't write a clever name for, but. <laughs> It goes you really like, did put work impro- into this this, this morning. what your improv training's all about. You're uh, going to give a really cool nickname. Yeah, I'll call it Original Sins. Original Sins, because Great. it goes like this. Okay. okay. All of the big streaming services have their, quote, original section. Mm. Sometimes these are movies okay. that were actually funded by the services. Sometimes they're just indie or foreign films the services have slapped their names on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't have any stars. And sometimes they have big name Hollywood talent. But they have all one thing in common, and that's that they get dumped to streaming with little or no promotion. So this round asks just one thing. Do you know anything about the following real streaming original movies? Points for any verifiably true facts about any of these movies. Uh, you have to be able to verify them? Okay, okay. that makes it harder. Okay. <laughs> Bonus so. points if you can tell me if it's on Apple Plus, on Netflix, or on Hulu. They're all from one of those. Okay. These are all okay. originals, quote unquote, from those services. Hulu. You don't have to worry about like any Roku originals or anything like that. No, no, no. Okay. This this first movie is There's titled. only like one of those, right? And it's the Weird Al I movie. I think it's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. This, this movie is titled. Too bad because I could have told him something about that. <laughs> this movie is titled simply Dads. Have you heard about this movie? Do you know what this movie is? Oh, it's a movie called Dads. Um, yeah, D A D S. We know it's a movie called Dads. Dads. I'm gonna guess it's on Netflix. Mm. Um, you do, you, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna dads? say. I'm gonna say Hulu. Uh-huh. I'm gonna guess Kevin Hart is in it. Yeah, I also uh-huh. was gonna guess Kevin Hart was in it. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> uh, well, you know what that. That man may show up at a later point. I'm not going to confirm or deny, but you just watch the first probably 10 confirmed it. <laughs> yeah. oh. So it's possible but Jackie Chan is in it. Dan doesn't know. This, we all know he has Jackie Chan blindness. This movie, Dads, is actually, I'm sorry, you both got it wrong, on Apple Plus. Oh. This movie okay. is the only documentary I will mention. It is a oh, documentary okay. described as a, quote, joyful exploration of modern fatherhood. This doc gathers the tes- testimonies of dads around the world from famous comedians to everyday like parents. Like Kevin Hart, famous directed comedians? Directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, now, oh BDH. My old look, college friends. What well, uh, partner, spouse. I love Bryce Dallas, no, Dallas Howard. I do not want to listen to dads give testimonies about dad, especially when one of them on the autoplay was Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> I'm sure, like, just, but Dan, your oh, name great. is so it's close great. to your, your, your name is dad. so close to the name Dad. Yeah, what if it's true. called Dan's. Now, uh, what if it was there, called Dan's? I would probably something. watch it in that case. <laughs> It'd be like these are the Daves I know, but it would be with Dan's. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. let's. Uh, do you know anything about this film? Are you familiar with it at all? Have you heard anything? Do you know about... Well, we don't know what the title is yet. About <laughs> Vacation Friends. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. on Hulu, John Cena. Uh, oh, man, who else is in it, that shit? It's, it's, is it Kevin Hart? Pretty, it's got a stack. No, not... No. It's It's got a good cast. Uh, Lil Ray Howery. That's... Lil Ray Howery. I knew it was a comedian. Also, Meredith Hagner's in it, who I really like from Search Party. She's very funny. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, this is one of the the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. I did 
see a little bit about Vacation Friends, but it also seems like, wow, movies can just disappear down a hole. <laughs> Premise of the movie, uh, a kind of uptight couple goes on vacation. They bump into a crazy couple, and those uh, they have a lot of fun, and they get wasted and everything. But mm-hmm. then after the vacation, that crazy couple follows them. Yeah, oh, you got it, it. Is that exactly what it is? I wasn't sure if it was that or that, yeah. like, they become friends with spies or something like that, you know? That would I mean, they be, could be spies. We don't know. Sim- I'm sure at some point in development they considered it when they're like, well, we have John Cena. Yeah. He is the most espionage-friendly actor we could think of. Because wasn't there, there was a movie like that that came out, right, where it was like a couple makes friends with another couple and they're either like yeah, con artists yeah. or spies or something, you know? Yeah, it, it was like uh, Keeping Up with the Joneses or something yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it was uh, John Hamm and Gal Gadot. That's as right. uh, the like super spies next That's door, right. and they like, I don't know, go to a fucking Dave and Buster's and do other suburban shit. Mm-hmm. That's what you do in suburbia. Go to Dave and Buster's. That's all you go can to do. Dave and Buster's. Go to one of those places where they put you in like a wind tunnel or whatever, and you put on a <laughs> suit and you get to float around. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> that, I, <laughs> I think that happens in that movie. I know, but no. is that a thing that people do in the suburbs? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't live in the suburbs, dude. I'm fucking cool. <laughs> now that I'm in the wow. suburbs, there's nothing to do except go to those wow. air tunnels. Wow. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's not unfair. I'm just trying what to unrack up the hate mail. That's snob. what I'm trying to yeah. do. I'm, I'm doing a real heel turn on this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, this movie is titled The Man from Toronto. Have you met this man? He's from Toronto. What else might you know about him? Anything? <laughs> I feel like I saw a thumbnail of this on a streaming screen. Tell me about The Man from Toronto. I know it's not. He's not a man named Otto. That's a different no. movie about a man. <laughs> and he's not the hundred year old man who climbed out a window or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. No. It's not uh it's he, not he my the Uncle Englishman who, who can recall his past lives. Yeah. <laughs> Went up a hill and came it's down not, a mountain. Yeah, wait, is the man Uncle Boon Me? <laughs> is he from Toronto? <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Um let's see. It's not a It's not the man of the moon. He's not the family man or the weather man. <laughs> It's not the man who knew too little, nor the man who knew too much. He's not a matchstick man. (laughs) He's not an Iron Man, an Iron Man 2, or an Iron Man 3. (laughs) Not the Mandalorian. Mm -mm. Uh, It's not a Dan in real life. (laughs) Not a Manator. Not the Dan DeLorean. (laughs) Dan (laughs) Dan DeLorean. Now, okay, okay, Uh, listeners, don't don't bother looking up for that link to the guy on the on the Letterman show. You got to Photoshop the Dan DeLorean right now, (laughs) and and Stu is Baby Yoda. It's got to be. Wait, what? (laughs) I think of the two of us. You're both more popular, and no offense, smaller than me. Not cute enough. Not cute enough. The cutest <laughs> flopper has to be the cutest little baby Yoda. Aww. And which one of us is always just taking things and, and sticking food in our mouth? That's actually <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll tell you a little bit something about the man from Toronto. Uh, he may he's either Kevin Hart or Woody Harrelson. I don't know which of them. Right. Yeah. Uh, now, okay. Now I'm reminded. I watched like yeah. five Coco minutes of this movie. <laughs> in it. The world's deadliest assassin and New York's biggest screw-up are mistaking for each other at an Ugh. Airbnb rental. Ugh. The man. Classic. From Toronto. Case yeah, of I think, I think we watched mistaken. the first five minutes of it to figure out the, to understand the premise, and then we're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so moving into the uh, vaguely uplifting uh, sounding title section Okay, Sorry. I okay. feel good. I feel good that at least there was a Kevin Hart movie on there. When Stuart there and I was, immediately yeah. jumped on Kevin Hart earlier, there was no. A you were for that. right. You were right to do so. 
Uh, but now into the there's a brief sort of themed section of uh, vaguely uplifting sounding things. Excellent. Uh, this title. Do you know anything about the sky is everywhere? <laughs> the sky <laughs> is everywhere. I don't know Do that. That's not the this? one with George Clooney where he's astronauts are coming back to a virus Earth, right? No, and I will say uh, before you know, like I, <laughs> I'm making fun of the title, but uh, it auto played the trailer for this, and I was like, oh, this actually looks kind of interesting. Like, I it, it has a good look to it. It is directed by uh, a woman who has made a movie I liked before. Um, What's but, that movie? Uh, it, it, uh, it's from the director of Shirley, Josephine Decker. Oh, okay. Oh, I know something about this movie. It's from the director of Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> you get a point for that. No, no scoped uh, it right there, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, here's what I can tell you about this movie. Lenny is a teen musical prodigy grieving the death of her sister when she finds herself caught between a new guy at school and her sister's devastated boyfriend. It looked like there was like a lot of dancing in it, a lot of colorful uh, costumes starring Grace Kaufman, Sherry Jones, Cherry Jones, not Sherry Jones, sorry, Cherry Jones, and That's Jason how they pronounce it in Siegel. France. Yeah. <laughs> Mon Cherry Jones. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. okay. I got a gambit on this podcast. <laughs> and uh, here's uh, here's another title for you. It's, it's called The Ultimate Playlist of Noise. The Ultimate Playlist of Noise. Oh, Okay. That last one was on Apple Plus, by the way. Apple Plus. That sounds like an Apple Plus movie, the last one. So Uh, this sounds like the opposite of another Apple Plus movie, Coda. mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a distinct absence of noise in Coda as it dealt with hearing loss, you know. Yeah, well, you're on to something here. So I'll tell you, uh, because this description made me angry when I heard it. And I want to. I'm curious to see if it has the same effect on you guys. And he reads the description, and it's Dan's a jerk. What a dick! And I'm like, that eh, yeah, doesn't yeah. bother me. I think it's fine. <laughs> Just kidding, Dan. I, that would make me mad if I saw that description somewhere. Yeah, uh-huh. if someone else said it. Um, yeah. Anyway, after learning he must undergo brain surgery that will render him deaf, Marcus, an audio obsessed high school senior, decides to seize control of his fate by recording the ultimate playlist of noise. A bucket list of all his favorite sounds. What a that sounds that sounds rough, guys. Dire yeah. sounding. <laughs> yeah, it's it, all, all, they they somehow took the joy out of the sound of metal. Interesting. The movie was um, already yeah. fairly joyless. I I didn't really recognize anyone involved in this except for uh, the name Madeline Brewer, uh, who I think was in Cam. Anyway. Oh yeah, uh, okay. yeah, I'm not familiar with it. This was on that was on Hulu. So okay, we've only got so he's not, he's 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 recording <laughs> sounds to like listen to them before he loses his hearing. That's part of what I don't understand. Like I guess this is like just his gift to the world as he has, like these are the sounds I used to like. I don't know. Oh, yeah, now it's just a sound that I used to because like. he can't listen to them afterwards. No, I, I don't know. It reminds me a little bit of uh, We Are Your Friends, where he like he uses the real audio of his friends being depressed and all of the other stuff around him and turns it into a, a just a jam, just a rockin' yeah, yeah. EDM jam. Yeah, yeah, just come, just go check out the Flophouse episode on that movie. Uh, perfect. Okay, I'm got, there's, uh, there's three more here I'm going to uh, go through. It's uh, the, fir- the first one is Day Shift. Have you heard anything about Day Shift? Do you know Day yes. Shift? 
Okay. I haven't seen it, but I do know that uh, Scott Adkins is in it. So uh, I think it has something okay. to do with fighting vampires. It's like vampire hunters who operate it, during the day, maybe. Jamie sense. Fox is in it. Yes. Someone else, there's like a young guy in it. Uh, yeah, that's true. Is it true. like Jack Quaid or like a Jack Quaid type? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I would say you're not a million miles away. It's Dave Franco. Dave Franco. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this was a bigger one, but I thought maybe there was a chance that you didn't it's know anything Scott about it. Because it. of Scott Adkins, yeah. yeah. There's Stuart usually a good Adkins. chance. Yeah. That's a Netflix one. Okay, here's one. I mean, I'm going to have to see the fucking, like, 10-hour John Wick 4 movie in it just because <laughs> for some reason they cast Scott Adkins and put him in, like, a fat suit, which is wild, <laughs> but, like, okay, it's probably going to be better than The Whale. <laughs> here's one for you. It's called... Chicken hair and the hamster of darkness. Are you, are you? Do you know anything about chicken hair and the hamster? Shit up now. Yeah, I want to guess. Darkness. I'm guessing that it's a children's movie, but I could be wrong about that. But it sounds like a children's movie. <laughs> this is a uh, this is a computer animated co production between Belgium, France, and the U.S. Yeah, it has that. I, that title has that feel to it. I, yeah. As such, I did not recognize anyone involved in it. Uh, but it follows a young hero born half chicken and half hare, eager to fit in and feel loved in spite of his differences. He is obsessed by adventuring in spite of his clumsiness. Yep. And that's and he on has to record all of his favorite sounds for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to see this half chicken, half hare, I assume some sort of uh, horrific monstrosity, Fight a I mean, you say that it's probably gorgeous looking. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I feel like I, the European animation often has character designs that I find unpleasant. You know, as as gorgeous uh, as the animation itself often is. Which which streamer had this one? Is this Netflix. Uh, that was Netflix. Netflix. Sounds like the okay. Netflix. So yeah, snapping up a foreign. Not as, uh, yeah, not as exciting. Yeah, this is yeah. maybe more the Pinocchio true story level of European <laughs> animation, <laughs> not the like triplets of Belleville level of European animation. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so one last in this category, Raymond and Ray. Do you know the story of two gentlemen, one by the name of Raymond, one by the name of Ray? Does this They're linked together by <laughs> Jamie Foxx and Ray Romano, and it's his character <laughs> no. from Everly Lives Raymond meeting Ray Charles? Mm-hmm. Raymond and Ray. What could one say about Raymond and Ray? <laughs> Are you James Patterson advertising your new murder thriller, yeah. Raymond and Ray? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, I love that dude. <laughs> There's nothing in the rule book that says a fucking author can't make his own commercial. No. Nope. <laughs> and look, he, he says he's like, that's why my books sell because of my great commercials. All right, okay. Yeah, it fucking rocks. Well, I chose this one to end on because it is uh from you know, like there, it is a movie with two major <laughs> with two major stars. Uh, actually, and um, Alpha Centauri, a director whose serious. name I recognize, although I'm not really sure why. Hmm. Uh, Rodrigo Garcia. Um, this is uh, half brothers Raymond and Ray re- reunite when their estranged father dies and discover that his final wish was for them to dig his grave. And this film, guys, stars Ethan Hawke and Ewan McGregor. Ethan Hawke and Ewan wow. McGregor. Together, in a picture that no one, I presume, has ever heard of because you two guys, who are equally obsessed <laughs> with nonsense as me, mm-hmm. have not heard of it. 
Nope. So, had you not heard of this one? Is that why you picked it? You're like, oh, I actually, I had heard of it, but I think it was in the context of yeah. what is this movie with Ethan Hawke and Ewan McGregor doing, getting dumped to Apple Plus? Uh, is the, who plays the father? Does it say? Uh, let's see. Let's look at. It sounds uh, like a juicy part for an older actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a Nick Nolte type, or a, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's Walken. dead in the. James Cromwell. film, I believe, but maybe you see him in flashback. Of course no. you see him in flashbacks. Yeah, definitely. That's like saying, being like, Richard Jenkins isn't in Six Feet Under, and you're like, I know he's dead at the beginning, <laughs> but you see his ass in flashbacks like the whole show. He's got, he just shows up as a ghost talking to them, yeah. Let's see. I don't see who the f- father Stuart is. Do you think they did that so they could get out of paying, uh, paying uh, his SAG dues? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm not in this. I, I, can't, I don't have to pay dues. Technically, I'm, I'm, a character's I'm a ghost. Dead. So. <laughs> ghosts don't owe SAG dues. Or are you going to go get done Errol Flynn for his SAG money now? Anyway, I'll see you later. I got to go make the visitor. Todd Luiso is in it. Uh, you remember him from High Fidelity? You got Vondi Curtis Hall also oh. in a supporting role. Uh, some, some great actors. <clears throat> Oscar Nunez from The Office shows up. Yeah, anyway. so uh, listeners, write in. Have you watched any of these? Are we yeah. being jerks? Are they all super good? <laughs> Maybe they're worth hey, watching. I'm they could be. No claims for the quality. As I said, that one that I uh, that I looked at, I laughed at the title, but I looked pretty good, and the reviews looked pretty good. So well, I might actually check it out. We're living in this weird world now, where the way you and me and Stu grew up, we didn't have YouTubes or whatever, we didn't have streamsers. Mm-hmm. We grew up at a time when if a movie mm-hmm. was worthy of being watched you would expect it to be released in theaters. And if it was yes. not worthy of being watched, you would expect it to go to direct-to-video. And there were some exceptions to both. I mean, many exceptions mm-hmm. to the movies released in theaters. But some exceptions, there were direct-to-video movies. There were some that were good. But now that that's that since almost no movies except the biggest of the bigs get released in theaters now, like it's it, there's no way of knowing. You can't – just because something's yes. dumped on a streamer doesn't mean it's bad. As Whereas before, if it was dumped on video – you pretty much could tell it wasn't well, going to be that I good. Mean, yeah, like, look. especially like I grew up in a smaller market too. So like yeah. there was even fewer things coming out in theaters. So yeah. there'd be stuff showing up at my local video store, which was inside my grocery store uh, <laughs> that I would be like, oh, wow, Deep Star 6, this looks great. Um, but uh, Or I'd find out about movies because they would just be left out on the railroad tracks next to hobo pornography. <laughs> Yeah. Now, is this I pornography mean, hobos <laughs> would use or it's hobo-themed pornography? It's kind of a mix, honestly. Oh, okay. I, uh, yeah, if, I, if I'm making a <laughs> let me, point let's with— see, let's, see what's, <laughs> let's see what's in barely covering his foot shoes this, this month. Oh, yeah. wow. This is some hot uh, hobo porn. <laughs> let, me just, the, let me just go to Gentleman's Barrel Fire. Ooh, the, loosest yeah. some top ha- stuff. the loosest top hat tops <laughs> there are. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, honey's dragging a bindle. <laughs> yeah, okay, I didn't see the last issue of Big Beans, but I assume there's some hot stuff in it. Sure. <laughs> um, no, if I'm tr- if I'm making any point at all, it's it's that if you know, like some of these movies presumably are worth someone's time. If there's anything yeah. good about them, like I wish that. Uh, streamers would put some more effort into getting the word out there. As rather someone who's, than, who worked on two shows for Netflix that received almost no promotion at all, yeah, I wish that I wish that streamers kind of like believed in promoting anything other than the biggest thing that they have. Yeah, like Netflix, it feels like Netflix's ad budget every year. They're like, "What's the one movie we're promoting this year? Bright, okay, promote the <laughs> shit out of it." Like, what's the Red one movie notice? we're doing? Sure. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's Glass Onions, the movie this year. Okay, let's make sure everyone in the world knows what Glass Onion is, and we'll ignore all the other movies that we're putting out. So, 
Yeah. Well, anyway, that was a bizarrely serious note to end this. Uh, <laughs> Dan, I want to apologize. Nothing worked out the on. way you wanted to. The Batman round took for took a long time. Uh-huh. We didn't have fun. At the end, we felt bad about slagging on these movies that we've never heard of and, and yeah, decided yeah. to get serious for a moment. This Look. was... We, how, how can we make this up to you, Dan? How can we make no, up no, to you? No, no, no. This yeah, is, can we do anything? This is, this is classic Flophouse, guys. This is the message that we are sending out into the world is it's possible to, you know, sort of pan for gold, like get some beauty out of the, the sloppiest, <laughs> uh, <laughs> least sort of, you know, going to plan things you can imagine. And uh, that's that's what life is, everyone. That's what I can't believe you wrote that whole speech out. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I had it on my hand, so some of the words got smudged. Yeah, Yeah, uh, it got smudged because of the soup Uh, you spilled on your hand. Well, (laughs) (laughs) he was just pouring the soup over his hand, which is a strange thing to do with soup. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it was gazpacho, so at least I wasn't burning myself. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness. Well, he was trying to filter out all the gazpacho lumps. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> through his fingers do it, do it, yeah do it by hand like in the old country that's you know the, the rich cultural tradition we have lost all those gazpacho trainers <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Used, used to be no. you could raise a family on a gazpacho training mm-hmm. job and now the craft mm-hmm. is it's like a there's that type of uh, noodle where to make it you have to like you straddle a huge rolling pin and you bounce up and down on it. And I remember watching a TV show and they're what? like, "Yeah, pe- men don't want to do th- men don't want to learn this craft anymore because it makes you impotent." And I'm like, "Yeah, that makes sense to me." <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that was a, a beautiful story. Um, let's let's leave it there. Thank you to Maximum Fun. Go to maximumfun.org for other great podcasts on the Max Fun Network. Thank you to our producer Alex Smith. You can find him on various socials as Howell Dotty. He does music. He does a lot of his own videos. Look him up. Uh, but that's us, the Flophouse, uh, for this week. I've been Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington, and I'm Ellie Kalen. Uh, I want to know what those fucking noodles taste like. <laughs> <laughs> MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported